Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on the Shadow. This episode originally aired on September 12th, 1948, and here is Murder at Dead Man's End. young man of our town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, Murder at Dead Man's Inn. Mountains. The wind lashes the creaking sign of the dark cliff inn, an ancient hotel that 
search at the top of barren rise in the bleak terrain. Before a flickering fire in the dilapidated interior sit three figures. One of them, a man of 60, gray and fat, whose bright, bulging eyes glisten as he addresses the two companions who sit with him in the uneasy glow of the firelight. Ah, no, my dear Mr. Trim. There is nothing so comforting as a bright, dark fire on a dark, chilly night. I'm sure you agree, Mr. Monroe? You have no fear of the elements, Mr. Prim. Not you either, my dear Monroe. You have no cause for fear, you know. None at all. Ah, gentlemen. The fire is dying out. It's almost twelve. Two hours past the usual time. Shall we not retire? Shall we not get up to our beds, gentlemen? I said, shall we not... Oh, but of course you can't get up to bed without my help, can you? <laughs> How could you? After all, you're dead. The storm that broke over the dark lit in hit the city 50 miles away half an hour later. Wrenching dark streets and alleyways, as well as the lighted windows of Miss Margot Lane's apartment. Inside, she and Lamont Cranston watch the violence of the downpour. Now, look at it come down. Thank heavens we got here before it broke loose. Well, I understand the old expression now. Which one, Lamont? What about it not being fit night out for a man of beast? <laughs> oh, now, who in the world could that be? That could be for me, my lady. I left this number. Uh-huh. Hello. Cranston. Yes. This is Levitt, Dave Levitt. Oh, yes, Dave. What is it? I'm calling you from the Dark Cliff Inn. From where? The Dark Cliff Inn. It's 50 miles down on the old mountain road. What in the world are you doing out there? Why, well, I, I wanted to look the place over. I'm considering turning it into a summer hotel. Well, that's a poor neighborhood for a summer hotel, Dave. I'm afraid you'll regret the venture. I already am regretting it. Oh, what do you mean? Listen, Lamont. You know me. You've known me for years. And you know I don't scare easily. Of course, Dave. Well, I, I'm scared now. I'm petrified. Hey, what's the matter? I've walked into trouble. And I doubt if I'll walk out of it alive. Help me, Cranston, please. There are things going on here, the like of which I've never seen before in my life. Are you alone out there, Dave? No. There are people with you? Yes. Well, can't they help you? No. Why not? Because... Because they're all dead. What? Believe me, Lamont. Trust me, please, and help me. Help me. Hello. Hello, Dave. Dave. What was it, Lamont? Trouble. Listen to that song. You know, Margot, the evolutionists have a theory that we were descended from fish. Oh. Our ancestry should stand us in good stead tonight. We're driving to Darkly's Inn. by a seafaring gentleman named Dunstead who ran it into loss for several years. How long ago was that? I uh, see. That was uh, almost exactly 15 years ago that Dunstead lost his mind. Lost his mind? It's only fair to him to think so, Margot. 
It would be worse to think that a sane man could murder three people in cold blood. And on the night of the tragedy, there were three lone guests at Darkly's Inn. Dunstead murdered all three of them in their beds. Oh, Lamont, he must have been insane. Well, I've always thought so. Particularly because of the deliberate viciousness he used. What do you mean? He had himself a time, it seems. Killed each of his victims in a different way. One by shooting, one by hanging. A third by knife in the heart. They caught him, I hope. Now, he spared them the trouble. After the debacle, he jumped off the roof of the inn, was crushed to death in the jagged rocks below. How horrible. Two weeks before the crime was discovered. By the time the police arrived, there was very little left of Dunstead. Mark, what a grisly story. Yeah. You know, Margot, I'm surprised Levitt imagined it would do for a summer hotel. After all, he must have heard the story. What story? Well, naturally, darling, there isn't a soul for miles around who doesn't believe the Darkliffe Inn is haunted. Of course, that's a ridiculous idea. As well as an uncomfortable one. Does, uh, does it look haunted? You can ask that to yourself, my lady. Here it is, just on the rise of the hill. Well? to a phantom prayer. It's uh, a little worse than I remembered it. Well, come on, Margot. We'll proceed with caution. I doubt if anyone can. 
What do you mean? Well, I don't urge you to look, Margot, but there's a bullet wound through the gentleman's temple. He's been dead a very long time. Lamont. The blood's dried black. Lamont, let's get out of here and call. It's the desk bell. In that deserted, dust-covered lobby? There it is again. Come on, quiet now. Where are we going? Downstairs, darling, to see if we can be of service.
The next time you buy a bottle of milk at your grocery store, look at the bottle top. It will say pasteurized. Now, pasteurization means a method of heating milk to destroy certain germs. But how do you know that bottle of milk is pasteurized? Have you any evidence besides that bottle top? Well, offhand, you'd think not. But the fact that you live in America is all the evidence you need. For there's a law that protects you from false labeling of food. And laws, well-enforced laws, too, that guard you and your family from harmful foods and drugs. Laws that you probably have never even heard of, yet in many cases your life depends on them. Remember, the Federal Food and Drug Act, like all other laws, was made by you, for you. It and all our laws give us protection and freedom as found nowhere else in the world. So let's hold on to them by respecting them, by obeying every law. Our freedom depends on it. And freedom is everybody's job. And now, back to the shadow. Margot collapsed to the floor of the dismal lobby of Dark Cliff Inn as he saw the knife sticking into the heart of the little old man. Quickly, Lamont bent over her to revive her, and when she had regained consciousness, he turned to the deathly little character with a question, only to find that he had disappeared again into the shadows of the bleak, dilapidated hostelry. All right, darling. Let's see if we can locate some form of local authorities and get them to help find poor old Lella before. What was that? Nothing. Please, dear, let's go. I heard it. It's probably rats in the walls. No, that's, that's no ordinary sound. But, uh, it's coming from just under our feet. Lamont. Let me have one more chance, my lady. One more chance to get to the bottom of this clammy situation. Couldn't... Please. I'll be back in a moment. You wait here. Oh, why can't I go along? Spoken <laughs> like a true lady, sir. Come on, let's go. Where are we, Lamont? Well, I judge it to be an old wine cellar from the temperature. Probably the place. Lamont? Almost fell. Be careful. Will you look what I almost fell over? Oh! Coffee? Of all. I'd like my chance. 
All right, Lamont. You can have it. Dunstead, Dunstead, come back here. He's got it. Stop, Dunstead! 
Well, I warn you, warn me. <laughs> what worse can you do to me than steal my treasure? What worse can you do, you thief? This worst maniac. Stop that chest before I fire again and you... <laughs> Who's that? Shadow? Who made that sound? Who's that laughing? It was I. The Shadow. I, I hear a voice, but there, there isn't anything there. I don't see anyone, but there's a voy speaking. Am I going crazy, too? No, Levitt. The pure evil never go crazy. You're already mad with your own wickedness. No, no, Shadow, you don't understand. I'm being robbed. You lie. The treasure is not yours. It was Dunstead who told you about the troll of the captain of long ago. About the skipper's log. Insane though he is, he has a better claim than you do. Yeah. You see? You see? He's going out the window. Stop or I'll shoot. I won't stop. The place is mine. Okay, then. Cut that guy <laughs> now you see who wins. The treasure's mine. Goodbye, Mr. Levin. Not that old man. Give it to me. No, no. The treasure's mine. Oh, it now. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Look down below. Marco, get away from that window. Not so fast. Let me go. Now then, Shadow. Till now, you've held all the cards. At last, I have one. And a trump, Miss Lane. Either you let me out of this place with the treasure, or she follows Dunstead. Have you looked well at that treasure chest, Levitt? <laughs> what do you mean? Have you noticed the Yale lock, the factory finish? No sea captain of a hundred years ago left that chest, Levitt. Because there were no such chests in existence. You're lying. They're trying to block me. Open the chest and see it. <laughs> a priceless treasure, Levitt. A treasure of lead weight. Useless and worthless. Let me go. Let the me go. Is over, Turn loose the man. Cannot fight the truth, Levitt. You cannot fight the shadow. You see, Levitt, the old man told you the truth. There is a treasure. And the directions to it are in the skipper's log. A real seaman's log. A little ship's diary that Miss Lane slipped out of the false bottom of the chest before you took it away from her. The diary. Shadow. Shadow, please, can we make a deal? I make no deals with crime. The only booty from this night's adventure will be the sentence you receive for aiding and abetting a madman and a murderer. <laughs> That old linden tree here in Dark Fish Mountain. But it just goes on. Margo, hey, we've struck it. Lamont. Uh, uh, here we are. Oh, open it, open oh, it. Uh, there. Is it all full of gold? Um, well, not exactly, Margo. You mean there's no money? Oh, yes, yes, it, it's full of money. Oh. Um, script dollars issued by the pirate government of the buccaneer city of Gunsport in Tobago in the 18th century. Yes, but how much of it? Millions of dollars worth. Oh, Lamont, we can buy anything we want, can't we? <laughs> With this monger, we couldn't even buy a stick of bubble gum. Huh? What do you mean? This stuff was already worthless before Dewey entered Manila Bay. Oh, dear, all this trouble for nothing. No, 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 keep your blouse on. Here, have a cigarette. Thanks. We might as well have stayed at home. Oh, I don't think so. Light? Yes. 
Hey, what are you lighting it with? $5,000 banknote. Uh, you see, all the danger we went through, and what good did it do us? Oh, I don't know, milady. What was ever like the idea of having money to burn? <laughs> <laughs> But there is something we can all do to halt the spread of this unreasoning hate. First of all, recognize prejudice for what it is, an acute danger to the country. Isolate it. Don't spread stories which discredit members of any race or religion. In personal dealings with other people, judge them for what they are and not on the basis of their race or religion. There will be those who will tell you that one group or another is to blame for all our present problems. You'll find that bearers of such stories are usually trying to gain political favor or make easy money by exploiting hate. We can solve all our problems, not by hate and division, but by working together as one people. We're all Americans. Let's keep it that way. Now back once again to the shadow. Copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. All names and places are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Listen again next week, same time, same station, when the shadow will again demonstrate that the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Cranston was played by Brett Morrison. Margot by Grace Matthews. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. You know, this was a nice little ghost story and a valuable lesson. Don't call Lamont Cranston to help you if you're a criminal. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. 
for iloveoldtimeradio.com. This is Virtual Vinny, signing off.